Hey Coiners, Happy New Year. We thought in looking back at last year, we would rebroadcast our Robert Morse tribute. So here you go. Welcome to a special sort of sad and tributey edition to They Coined It. I'm Roberta Lip. I'm Dan Jasper. And we have with us Deborah Lip, my sister. We are going to talk about Robert Morse. Well, I just, you know, woke up. The, it, it's not the kind of thing that you can say you're shocked by. He's 90 years old. He's uh, had a lifetime in the public eye. So one day this was bound to happen. And so, and so of course it did, but um, you know, it's just, you, you want to remember the guy for, uh, for his wonderful moments on, on the show. It's just amazing. Now he, uh, I think for a generation, at least older than me, I'm going to say older than you guys as well, Broadway and the whole career that he had, you know, prior to, you know, as a young man, um, I'm not that familiar with, to be honest. I, I never was. I knew the name vaguely from, how to succeed in business, but not, not much more than that. I don't know if you guys had a different reference point. I'm going to say, I can't remember a time when I didn't love him. Like, I think I was bred to Deb. What do you think? Does that sound well, right? How to succeed was never one of our parents' favorite musicals. We didn't, you know, have, there the, was, we didn't have the records. Right. Right. There were certain musicals that, that were just go-to in the family. And that wasn't one of them, but it's a Frank Lesser musical. And I personally adore Frank Lesser. I think he he's one of the great wits of musical theater. And when it was cast in Mad Men, it was treated very much like it was like an inside joke, like a breaking the fourth wall, because... Because of that role. Because of that role. Because the subject matter, the satire of Madison Avenue business in the, in the uh, late 50s, early 60s, right. The movie was 1965, so the Broadway show was, I don't remember what year, but slightly earlier. Um, although um, the company that that he worked for was not an advertising company, it was manufacturing. But the the idea of, of satirizing it was so visible to anybody who knew him that it, it was it was very much talked about. Um you know, when the in in season one when he was first on the show, someone who's relevant to the period of the show. Well, it's like, in real it's, life, it's, it's like a joke, old, like yeah. it's self-referential. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Matt always said he wanted a luminary. That was the word he used, right? Uh, to play yeah. to to play Burt Cooper. But I I had the same reaction. I think that was a widely had reaction. That's a phrase. Um, which is yeah, it's it was the fact that it was. Robert Morris was this kind of wink mm. uh, to the subject matter, to we are doing a show about this subject matter. Where I knew him vaguely, only vaguely, was, and I was a high school ager then, uh, he was in the one-man show True. True. Right. And won the Tony. Yeah. And when I, and that did not have a long run, but it was big news that he was back on broad. I remember that as like, oh, here's a guy who, you know, did something, you know, years ago and, and him being back on Broadway in and of itself is a thing. Um, but it, it, you know, that, it that was, was about it. It, it, it exists. It was, I think it was, I think it was a PBS production of the filmed version of the show. And I watched it many times. It is a, 
as you said, a one-man show, fictionalized version of what could have been Truman Capote's last night mm. alive. Um, and it's so compelling. And it, and it won the Emmy. It won the, won the Tony and the Emmy. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, if you're going to do a show like that, you're, you know, you're, you're burying yourself in the character, of course. So yeah. it wasn't exactly, you know, you wouldn't necessarily know Robert Morse's work from that. Not that I saw it, but in general. The great Michael Musto uh, posted today. Um, he says, so adorably social climbing in how to succeed in business without really trying. So, so game in way out there, dark comedy flicks like, oh, dad, poor dad and the loved one adorably adulterous in one of my favorite films, a guide for the married man. I forgot about that one. Brilliant as a conflicted Capote in Broadway's true. And of course you can add wicked. I forgot he was part of wicked mad men and a million other credits. I loved this line. No one played lovably naughty. Like he did with <laughs> dimples for days. RIP to the comically inventive Broadway biggie, Robert Morse. Bleh, Morse. Sorry. Uh, that bleh, Morse was not part of what Michael Musto wrote. <laughs> Lovably naughty is great. Isn't that great? Yeah. I just found out today reading his, you know, various obituaries. He originated the role of the Wizard of Oz in Wicked and quit before it went to Broadway and was replaced by Joel Grey. That's that and, sounds right. And having seen the show, I can easily visualize him. Totally. Um, Brian Bat said a little something today. Um, this is so great. I'm just going to take a piece of it. I remember for the Mad Men premiere party, I was coaxed into singing a song with Jeff Goldblum's orchestra. It went pretty well, if I do say so. The next day on set, Bobby comes up beaming and puts his arm around me and said, they don't know what we Broadway babies can do. <laughs> oh, I know. I love that. I love that. Oh, he said, I'll be your lookout anytime you want to sneak a cigarette in the men's room at the Emmys, my friend. Good night, sweet prince. And flights of angels sing to the TI rest. Anyway, oh. I loved that. That was touching. Good. Yeah. So, Mad Men. Well, yeah, I don't know if there's, I mean, look, there's a handful of, of these actors where they seem to have two two signature, you know, type characters or roles or, or what have you, but they, you know, with Mad Men, as opposed to Broadway, where you probably see it once and, and that's it. We, we got to see him not quite on a weekly basis, but recurring uh, frequently, frequently on the show. And, um, you know, so this was my, that, that was my entry point into, into his world and his talents. And uh, I loved, I think it might not have been season one, maybe it was season two, but Matt Weiner talking about the character of, of Bert Cooper. He, he, he kind of, I think he let the, the rosebud slip of, of this character where he was like, he goes, you know, keep in mind, everything Bert Cooper does is to keep everyone off balance. <laughs> it's <laughs> about control. Every single thing is about having an upper hand, you know, the shoes off and the, the eccentricities and the, 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 um, the, the, uh, the Japanese the artifacts, right? It's all of it. Exactly. is all about, you know, having, having a home field advantage of some kind. I don't think you might use that word. That's mine, but, mm. but you get yeah. it. Yeah. 
it was it was about that he had the power to do that and you didn't. Yeah. And he was going to le- he was going to leverage and it. I can make you be barefoot. <laughs> I can have porn you can't. <laughs> right. Totally. But but it, but under this this sweetness and the the smile and the geniality of this eminence grise who you don't think the who you wouldn't think has a dagger underneath the 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 suit vest, but he does. Yeah, he's but no balls. <laughs> I was gonna Evidently. say he's all he's all the dagger, but you're right. No ball, ball dagger, no balls. There's our tribute. Good job, us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but the God. tribute, what I want to say, I, I just been thinking about this as we started is there what Brian wrote was beautiful and what Michael Musto wrote was beautiful, but but Matt Weiner created the tribute when when right? he created the best things in life are free song and dance number, which was a perfect callback to how to succeed and, and served as Burt Cooper's obituary. He created the most perfect, most loving tribute to Bobby Morris that could possibly exist. It's really spectacular. And it really, I mean, that was what you are saying was clear in that moment. I mean, for for a show that's wrapped up in consumerism, that's entirely about consumerism, right? The moon is free. <laughs> Here's all the things you don't have to, you know, that you can enjoy without, without paying for them, or so to speak. The the song itself is just is an ode to to the feel of consumerism, or even the you know turning away from it, as it were. I think it's just the the choice is just evidently beautiful. Mm. Yeah. No. What I was going to say is, I think. I, I remember thinking at the time what you just said, Deborah. Um, you know, which is, oh, this, this is it. You know, you you're never not aware that this is an old man on that show, and anybody can die at any time on a a TV show. Pardon my background. Noise. Yeah, it could be it could be um, you know, yeah. Livia Soprano, and then you have to write the show around. Yeah, that. I remember thinking a number of times in the last three seasons that that we, he may not make it to the end of the, and of course he didn't make, well, he kind of did, I guess, Waterloo is in episode, season eight, season seven. Right. Something um, like that. Yeah. It was in the last season. So he did make it to the end um, of the, of the run of the show. Basically. He also, um, I've wondered for a while. He, he, when I first got on Facebook, he and I were Facebook friends. And then I noticed, you know, you don't always notice when somebody disappears. It takes a minute, takes a year or something. You're like, wait, haven't heard from him in a while. And he was active and and busy on social media. <laughs> and then he stopped. And I've I've wondered about his health for quite a few years. And I, I don't know what happened. But, you know, again, he was 90. The guy was 90. And he had a hell of a few careers inside yeah. his career. I think we'll, we'll, we'll. I think it's permissible for um, those in their 80s to fall off the Facebook. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, no, I wasn't. <laughs> the frequency of posting is gonna, you know, it'll it'll drop a little. No, I know? just he I was bragging on his grandkids and stuff. It was yeah. it was adorable. It was really yeah, adorable. That's awesome. And there was one time I was supposed to meet him. There was one of the events at one of the things, and that one I ended up failing. I don't remember why, and I always was disappointed. Uh, that I never had a chance to meet him because we did have, you know, some behind the scenes rapport. So I would, you know, I, uh, that would have been great, 
but you can count on one hand the number of people in Hollywood, Broadway, show business um, that no one has a bad thing to say about. I, I, again, not not being of my time or generation or his 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 most notable work, uh, not being aware of it, but coming into it with later later on with Mad Men, never a single breath of of negativity about the guy or anything bad to say about him ever 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 not a whisper and the 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 you know the quadruple threat right they they talk about egot and obviously he's not an egot winner but um he was in broadway television movies and singing (laughs) he he was the full complement of a star and he was a star like he was a broadway character you know he was one of these characters that broke through that that there's a lot of discussion today about do those break through are they allowed to break through anymore you know everybody's got to have such a this kind of a voice and they have to dance perfectly and you know it's come up around beanie feldstein right it's come up around uh the the funny girl revival she's not she's no barbara streisand but she's got character and it used to be that you didn't have to be a full triple or quadruple threat, you know, a full triple threat to have, to be a lead. You could be a less good dancer because that's what the dancers are for. If you had that character, Bobby Morse had it all, you know, he really did. He really did. Yeah. It's, he was a special, he was a special person. He was a special performer. The world's a little poorer for him, but we're lucky we had him on Mad Men. Yeah. Back to the show, just one second. I, I I loved the that quality that he had, and it was the writing and his delivery in combination of when he was prominent in a scene, it meant something. He was never he was never a superficial presence, or had had so many throwaway lines that you could sort of pass you know brush it off. Um, if if he was front and center, if he was full screen on a, on a one shot, it really meant something, uh, whether that was seven, seven twenty three when he's confronting Don or he's, yeah. uh, like we just had the episode, what was it? Far away places where he takes Don to task in the conference room, you're on lovely, you know, that kind of stuff. It was always with a purpose. And that, that was obviously great writing. You can't discount that, but his, uh, his burtness always shown through, which was awesome. Can I just also applaud the beginning of season four where they keep referring to Bert's office and you're four episodes in before you realize they mean the men's room. It was like set. We just did it. It was more like seven. It was, it was way deeper. Yeah. It was wild. He's he was still sitting, sitting in the lobby, he's sitting around in the lobby and they keep saying Bert's office. <laughs> no, they never say it's not said. It's just, it's just not, it's just an avoided topic. And then you finally find out. Oh, no, the no. There's one where they say, where they say we're meeting in Bert's office. And that's oh, where it's revealed. I don't recall. I think it was, it was Finney. It was, it was Pete who says it. Could I be. I, I, I don't remember seeing I, it. I got nothing. All right. Well, when we get to that point, it's time. <laughs> we, no, will, thank you. we will footnote Deb on that for sure. <laughs> thank you both for doing this. So last minute and spontaneously, thank you again, for your patience with our little hiatus. We will be back sort of soon. We will. We're back when we're back. And, thanks for inviting uh, me. Thanks. Yeah, you're Thank welcome. Thank you, Deb. And uh, 
Thanks, Bobby Morse. Thank you, Bobby Morse. Adios, guys. Ciao.